Good morning, good morning, and good morning, and welcome to yet another episode of Popping Off the Field, the podcast. Happy Tuesday, co-hosts. It's our favorite day of the week. Hope that you had a restful and enjoyable weekend. Um, Lord knows they go by so quickly. It's like the quickest 48 hours ever, Um, but (laughs) it seems like the eight, nine hours that we are at work are the slowest eight or nine hours ever, so I don't I don't know why it balances out that way, but it does. Um, for all of those individuals who are in the South, specifically, I guess, Atlanta, enjoy your last week of uh, of, um, of lessened road rage because the cheering go back to school uh, <laughs> at the end. Of, well, at the end of this week, some go back to school at the end of this week and many of them start back fresh Monday morning. So I don't know what it is. I was just telling... <laughs> just telling my boyfriend this like I don't know what it is about when school is out versus when school is in but it seems like when school is in there are 12 million more cars on the road like I understand that there's no school buses which I'm grateful for but that's it where do the the people like are there really that many teachers and administrators in the public school system to where it's like the roads are are overfilled crowded with people I guess so Anyway, let's get into this week's topic. So I I call this episode, um, We Need a Resolution, Uh, The Art of Conversation. So I know I've spoken a lot about conversation and its importance, and I guess I can't echo it enough because being in a relationship, being in relationship with someone really forces you to look at how how you communicate and 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 make adjustments you know in terms of how you say things when you say things um and and what the what the end goal is and what i what i'm i found and 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 i'm constantly learning and constantly trying to improve myself improve myself as a person as a partner um as a communicator is many times we talk and we talk and we talk and we talk and we never decide or come to a resolution and I think some people feel resolved (laughs) and sometimes resolution is just the fact that the conversation is over because there's always I feel someone who doesn't really really want to be present in the conversation or finds themselves losing interest midway conversation like I just think that that just happens um it's not a good or bad thing it's just a a fact of life and so one person may feel resolved and the other person doesn't and so if the other person doesn't feel resolved and still sees similar behavior or or the exact behavior and it bothers them or it unsettles them you kind of find yourself in this situation where you end up reliving that same conversation again rehashing those same things which is frustrating it's frustrating to both parties um you know communication is interesting because i think sometimes communicator a who is typically the initiator or or for the sake of this example we'll say uh, communicator a is the initiator um is just as frustrated about having to talk about the same things as communicator b the receiver is about hearing the same things um and interestingly enough, sometimes communicator B feels punished because it's like, 
I keep reliving the same moment. And communicator area is like, well, I'm not trying to punish you. I just don't feel like we've come to a, a resolve. And so I, I offer today that I think it's important before starting a conversation, figuring out, especially if you're the initiator of the conversation, figuring out what's your end goal? What are you trying to accomplish? Um, why are we having this conversation? And why do we feel or why do you feel the conversation has to happen again? You know, what didn't happen the last time? And I think that's the best place to start at what didn't change. So we had a conversation about a behavior, um, a behavior that I don't like, a behavior that makes me feel a certain way, that upsets me, that frustrates me, and that behavior hasn't changed. And so maybe you start the conversation from the point of, We've talked about this before, and I expressed to you that this particular thing upsets me. This particular thing bothers me, makes me feel some type of way. It frustrates me. And right after we had that conversation, that same thing happened again. So I'm confused. Is it that you don't understand? Is it that you don't care to change? Is it that you don't see it as being an issue? Am I blowing it out of proportion? Is it something that I just have to forgive and forget? Because, you know, some things are moot points in in, in, in in relationships. Some things just aren't going to change. And you have to decide if that's something you can live with or if that's something that's going to be a problem for you. And then you have to figure out how to deal with that. You know? Um, unfortunately, everything can't be the way we want it every time. And we can't fix people. You know? Uh, everybody operates in a way navigates life uh even communicates and 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 internalizes things based on their experiences based on what they've been through and that shapes them that shapes their mind and it's not all you know obviously people can change um but changes change is very difficult for many of us um it's unsettling for many of us Many of us are used to doing things the way that we've always done them. Whether they are productive or counterproductive, whether they are harmful uh, or not, we're accustomed to operating and functioning and processing in that way. And so when someone comes along and says, I need you to change this for me, it's like, but I don't ever change. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't. It's just that that's just kind of the space that you're in. And so I just think it's important. (laughs) to to kind of map out these conversations to make sure that you do set a place in there for some type of resolution so that the other person doesn't always feel like you're picking on them or you're rehashing the same thing and that you really say okay this is the problem this is what I would like to see change is do you think this is something that you could, could that you could commit to you think this is something that you could work on that you could work through um and then, the, you know, if the person counters and say, well, we talked about this and I did. And it's like, well, I haven't seen change. I haven't noticed any change. I still feel this certain way, you know. Um, I also find that a lot of times communication can be frustrating because we're saying the same things. We're just saying them in different ways and we're kind of missing each other in terms of our how we internalize what the other person is saying. And so that's that's another thing that we constantly have to work on in terms of the language that we're using. Is it is it that you don't get what I'm saying? It, it, and how can I make you understand it? 
you know um I think it's funny because I don't know if it was my therapist or somebody was saying there's a difference between saying I hear you and I understand you know what I'm saying because people hear you all the time but you know in in one ear and out the other you hear me but do you understand what I'm saying do you get what I'm saying do you do you do you realize that I'm only bringing this up and I'm only communicating this thing because um I find myself in a place where I'm still having to deal with it. It it, it hasn't changed. It's not changing. And that's frustrating. And no one wants to be frustrated. Frustrated. Um, I guess another thing that I've learned about communication in terms of kind of coming to a resolution is oftentimes we want things from people that we're unwilling to give to people. And that could lead to a slippery slope. And I'll just give you an example. Um, Trust in relationships is a really big thing. And it's a really big thing because people come into relationships with baggage and most commonly trust issues. They have trust issues from prior relationships. They have trust issues, whether those prior relationships are actually romantic relationships like past boyfriends, lovers, and friends, or familial relationships like you know I don't think people really really understand how our childhood and situations that we've dealt with in our childhood really shape who we are as individuals and you know some of it is well that person's my mom that person's my dad that person's my grandmother or my aunt who raised me that's just the way that they are and you go you go grow accustomed to that type of behavior but let's be clear, parents, um, guardians, you know, people who take care of us still have the capacity to let us down. They still have the capacity to, to, um, to affect trust, you know, uh, uh, I, the example that I'll use is the, the absentee father, um, which I, I know nothing about because that's not my dad. But I'm just using that as an example because that's one that comes up. The father that promises. And in every, every, almost every single parent scenario. Um, because I think there's a difference between being, a, and I've said this to someone else. There's a difference between being a single mother and a single parent or a single father and a single parent. So single just denotes your your marital status your status um there's a lot of single women and a lot of single men that happen to be mothers and fathers but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're parenting singularly you know my mother was single she's a single mother but she wasn't a single parent you know she always had my father and my father's family there to be supportive but there are instances where that's not the case you really have single parents um and in our community unfortunately a lot of times that looks like single women and so they're single parents because they're fathers but they're absentee they're not around and they overpromise, you know and i think a, a lot of people talk about this the father that says i'm gonna come this weekend and then the weekend comes and they don't show up or the day that they're supposed to show up they call and cancel 
or I'm going to buy you a bike or I'm going to teach you how to ride a bike. And they, they may get the bike, but they never come around to teach you how to ride. And I've heard some people say, I never learned to buy, learned how to ride a bike because my father never taught me. He always promised that he would teach me and he never came around to teach me. And I didn't want anybody else to teach me. My mom offered, my big brother, big sister offered, you know, someone in the neighborhood offered, my uncle offered, but it wasn't my dad. My dad is the person who promised to teach me how to ride a bike. So now I'm 40 years old and I don't know how to ride a bike because my dad. So those tr- that's a trust issue. It, it happens. And so I think that we don't always give credit or credence to the fact that those things create issues. The point I'm trying to make is when you are a person who has, who has trust issues and you express that to another individual if you're an individual such as myself my thought process is well I don't want to give this person and this this is in relationship meaning romantic relationship or just friendship if everybody can have trust issues and it doesn't limit itself to whom they have trust issues with I mean if you got trust issues you pretty much don't trust anybody no matter who they are and so the point I'm trying to make is that if I acknowledge or you you know, if I acknowledge the fact that you have trust issues, then in my mind, if I'm trying to be a part of your life, I don't want to be a person who adds to the issue. So I don't want to give you a reason not to trust me. Vice versa, I don't necessarily believe that I have trust issues. Uh, there are some, well, maybe. Maybe I do. Nonetheless, whether I do or I don't, I treat people the way that I want to be treated. So if it's a situation where you express to me that you have trust issues and um, I'm doing my best to to quill the fact that you have trust issues, um, let's say I do have trust issues and I also express that to you. You can't want to be trusted and require that I trust you and not question you if you're not willing to do the same thing like we have to be able to give each other the same consideration we're asking for and I think that's also something that doesn't always come across in communicate because that's something you have to communicate you have to say I understand that you you don't you don't like to be questioned or you don't like to be to be asked about certain things or what your whereabouts are or whatever the case is but you have to give me that same consideration you have to trust that when I say that I'm here or there or whatever the case is that that's where I'm actually at you know you want me to trust you so you have to trust me and again those are things that just have to be communicated um another tidbit from my therapist she said you know one of the biggest issues in relationships is when there's a problem people don't want to talk about the problem as opposed to confronting the problem and saying this is the issue how can we fix it because not talking about the problem doesn't help the problem because again things that don't get talked about don't get fixed I'm a firm believer in that and I've been affirmed and reaffirmed a million and one times that if you don't talk about a particular situation um and you don't get an opportunity to come to some some sort of resolution or conclusion or or uh, or fix then it, it leads to this whole idea of indifference and i think that that is the worst place to be in any situation to just be indifferent um 
nobody likes to to fuss and fight well some people do but the majority of us don't really like to fuss and fight you know what i'm saying but at least fuss and fight fussing and fighting shows that you have a dog in the fight you know it shows that you that you have an ounce of care when you get to the point of indifference it's difficult to read a person who's indifferent you really don't know how they feel about a particular situation although you may be searching high and low trying to trying to gauge where they are and so that's just another element of communication that's important you know letting people know where you are how you feel about a situation how you've drawn this particular conclusion because at the end of the day um we want to have mutual understanding you want to have mutual understanding with your partners with your friends with your family about where you are what you need what you want and all of the things that you don't need or want you know um and this isn't just about romantic relationships it's about familiar relationships it's about it's about friendships um communication is a cornerstone a cornerstone of every relationship work relationships church relationships you have to be able to say what it is you need to say and you can't feel like you communicating communicating to someone um or you you shouldn't be made to feel that because you're expressing yourself and you're communicating something that you need or you want or something that you like or dislike or something that pains you or grieves you or makes you upset or makes you feel uncomfortable or makes you feel unwanted you 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 can't be made to feel that trying to communicate those things is a problem or a burden or that it's going to create a a bigger situation um so the lesson for today is communication without resolution is is pointless so anytime you're in communication with somebody you want to uh make sure that you have a resolution in mind that you want to make sure that you put that out there this is what i need and moving forward this is what i would like to see and can you commit to at least trying to get to this place you know this resolve so that things can be better and that's really all you can do that's all you can do and I think that once you begin getting to the point where you are communicating with purpose and communicating with purpose means communicating for the sake of a resolution I think things will be a lot easier you won't have to have the same conversations over because what this will it'll reveal itself if you have a conversation and you decide on a resolution, this is what you need, this is what I need, this is what I want, this is what you want, and you find that those things are not being satisfied, then you know that the person, because they heard you and they understood you, is choosing not to work in that direction. And that gives you more information than you'll need about how you need to to continue how you need to process moving forward because the burden of communicating should never be placed on one person it should never be placed on one person and and it's concerning when you're in relationship with somebody and they don't have anything to talk about and they don't have anything that they want to bring up and they don't have anything that they want to resolve because we're people we're human and we have our own again we have our own ideas about things and if you're trying to merge those ideas especially in a romantic relationship there's a lot that you have to consider 
And so there's a lot that you just have to talk about. Making sure that everybody's end goal is the same. You know, um, that people want the same things out of life. That people want the same things out of relationship. That they expect the same things from 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 one another. Um, all of that stuff needs to be communicated. So that one person doesn't feel like they have the lion's share of responsibility of trying to figure shit out. That is mutual. That is shared. That it is 50-50 in terms of... Um, solving problems problem solving within a relationship so anyway i know that i've talked a lot about communication because again i I was like i'm saying i know um but it's because it's really important and i and i learn every day more and more how important it is how valuable it is and, and what some of my mistakes are in terms of communicating you know like i can be redundant i can be redundant um and i don't like redundant communication so you know why do something to someone else that you don't like and so that's something that I just have to work on I admit that I admit that um and I think I've talked about this before I'm a reflective person like I take the time to assess things a friend told me the other day another reason why communication is important we were talking about arts administration and he mentioned to me that anytime well he asked me a question excuse me he asked me a question and I responded to that question and he was like was that sass or were you just responding to my question or was it neither because I don't really know and I was like no it's not sass I'm just literally responding to the question that you asked me and he said I noticed that when we have conversations about arts administration that you know you you seem to be short with me or sassy with me and I was like, really? Hmm. Well, one, I don't think that. And, you know, that doesn't mean that it's not the case. I just don't think that. <laughs> um, and I was unaware that that was happening. And so that the conversation was, well, you know, in my, in my Sonya Norwood voice, I'm going to have to assess that. Because I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing, you know. But I do recall... When I was in graduate school and I was I had finished my coursework but need to finish my thesis, like you have all these accountability partners, and I've never been great with accountability partners. Let me tell you, um, I can be your accountability partner, but I don't want one because I don't want people to constantly remind me of things that need to get done that I don't feel like doing. And so I was in graduate school, had finished my coursework. I walked in May of 2012, but I didn't officially graduate until March of 2015 because I hadn't completed my thesis. And I had a thesis advisor that I didn't like. I'm going to be honest. I didn't like. We didn't We didn't get along. We didn't click. And that didn't make the process any, any better. Um, her approach, in my opinion, wasn't helpful. And so it was already something that I didn't necessarily want to do. And then I had someone who I was reporting to who I didn't feel was helpful. Um, and so I kind of just checked out. And people ask me all the time, where are you coming? How's your thesis coming? Where are you going? Because people want to be graduate, obviously. You spent all this money. You said you wanted to get this degree. And you haven't, you ain't done the work. You know, you haven't done what you need to do in order to get it. And, you know, my response would be like, I don't really want to talk about it. And I found that I became very, very defensive about it. Very, you know, if somebody would ask me or I would start off the conversation with somebody I knew was going to ask me, listen, I ain't done. I don't want to talk about it. You know, um, well, that's not helpful. 
You know what I'm saying? These people were literally just trying to help me. You know, literally just trying to keep me on task. And I was over it. And so, you know, that's something that I had to learn, which is why I told my other friend that I would assess that whole concept of being defensive about arts administration because it is something that I would eventually like to transition in, <laughs> you know, a transition to because I've spent a trim. Well, I ain't even paying for it, really, to be honest. My loans are in forbearance. But I, I I invested a tremendous amount of money and time in getting a master's in arts administration. And I'm not actually doing the work. And I mean, you know, the, 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 the song is old this time. You know, there's plenty of people who have done the same thing, who've invested in degrees that they're not using. And, that, and, that, and that's a part of life. I just don't want to be that person. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to be in a situation where I could actually make a concerted effort to pay this loan back or as much of this loan back as I possibly can before I croak because I don't think I'm ever going to pay it off that is not my intention it is not my intention to give the federal government 150 plus thousand dollars to pay back these loans not my intention but unless I hit the lottery then I'll pay it off but it's certainly my intention to to pay on it because I learned something interesting the other day in terms of like home buying like if it's a situation where a, a payment isn't shown on your credit report then they have to use the amount of the loan in your debt to income ratio well I'm sunk <laughs> based on the amount of that loan you know but if there was a payment showing that oh he's making a $300 payment he's making a $400 payment or whatever the payment would be that would be a lot better for me so I want to get to that place because I do want to eventually own a home or a townhome or condo or some shit I want to own something I want to not rent anymore but I'm just not in the position financially to do that and we're going to talk about that next week um that whole concept of finances because I noticed that's another thing that I get defensive about because they're in shambles and <laughs> it's something that I don't talk about so it's not getting fixed um although the fix is I got to pay them off and I don't have the money to pay them off so what's really to talk about but nonetheless the point i'm trying to make is in communication those are also things that you have to that you have to consider like what is my demeanor what is my response to someone when they bring up an issue or they bring up something that they want to talk about or they want to discuss do i create a space and an atmosphere that says i'm open i'm willing like i'm open i'm willing to hear you know um, and if it's a situation where we're talking about the same things and it's redundant, then maybe you aren't open. But have you communicated that? Have you said that? Like, I think we've talked about this. I think that we've come to a resolution. And then I guess the response is, okay, well, what was the resolution? What did we decide the last time that we were going to do about this? Because I think that's the thing in communication. Like, there, at some point, there has to be some type of action. This is the problem. I'm expressing the problem. You tired of hearing about the problem? I'm tired of talking about the problem. Okay, we acknowledge that. What are we going to do about the problem? Okay, so what are our checkpoints? When are we going to check back to see if these things are getting better? When do I have the right? Do I have, well, of course I have the right, but are you going to be receptive to the fact that I communicate to you that I don't think that this thing is getting better and maybe we need to figure out some other solution? You know, that's how communication has to work in order for it to be fruitful, in order for it to be positive, in order for you to move forward. Anyway, I've made it to work. I just wanted to talk about this because, again, it's something else that I'm learning about myself. I want to be a better me uh, for me because I feel like the work that you do for yourself, the self-improvement that you do, helps you 
be a better person in other situations. So the more work that I do on myself, um, the better I'll be to someone else, for someone else, in something else. But I, I got to do the work first. And so I know that I need to, even myself, as perfect as I am, no, I'm joking, um, need, need to work on my way of communicating and and my way of working towards a resolution through communication. So I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only one. And the reason why we have these conversations is because I know I'm not the only one. And I, I don't want people to feel alone. I want people to feel supported and encouraged and and not alone. Like, I want people to understand that there are that people who look just like them, who are dealing with the same situations, who are trying to figure out which way to go. That is me. I am people. And it's important that we stick together so that we all can be better for ourselves, to ourselves, and in turn, better for and to our partners, our lovers, our friends, our family. So work on your communication and most importantly, work on coming to a resolution. I love y'all for real. I hope you have a fabulous Tuesday. Well, I'm sorry, terrific Tuesday because TT. Hope you have a terrific Tuesday, um, a wonderful Wednesday, a tremendous Thursday, and a fabulous Friday. And we will meet back here next week, same place, same time. Well, maybe not the same time, but definitely same place. Um, Same day, but maybe not the same time uh, to discuss other things. Um, Finances. I think we're seriously going to talk about finances next week. Anyway, have a great Tuesday. See y'all later. Peace.